this is a note on uh, real estate cycles coming from the Real Book of Real Estate by Robert Kiyosaki. I don't know why the hell. Anyway, um, this is the section called The Real Estate Cycle Revealed in the Real Book of Real Estate by Robert T. Kiyosaki. It was published. And this is the 2016 edition. It's on page 85. This is a note. Because of um, a conversation I had earlier, so I just need to take note of this just to keep note of this cycle because it's important. There's a lot of stuff happening in the West Coast, in California, in San Francisco, um, with declining, uh, declining occupancy. So these are occupancy rates are climbing. And it's interesting to note what that is because there are different cycles. So this is the real estate cycle revealed. I'm going to read verbatim for the most part. Maybe there'll be some commentary. All right, so it says, although you now know there are more kinds of commercial property than you could have imagined, you may still be surprised to learn that their performance over time is cyclical in whole and in part. What I mean by this is that each asset class runs through a cycle and each asset class's cycle either flows before flows with or flows after another asset class's cycle so what are the asset classes i'll briefly go over the asset classes of real estate because it's important to know which ones people investors will be buying so of course there's there's multifamily and it includes everything from small duplex apartment buildings to entire apartment complexes with 800 units or more. There are retail. Retail commercial space is something you probably know quite well, like shopping centers, strip centers, malls, and standalone retailers. Of course, then there are the other as our next asset class are commercial office. Office buildings and office condos are one of the largest real estate asset classes. So if you just look around, you'll see that we all work somewhere, and offices house many of us daily from 8 to 5. The next asset class is industrial. Just like commercial office buildings, industrial spaces tend to have longer leases and lots of options when it comes to investing. The next asset class is healthcare. This asset class is in commercial real estate, and it not just includes hospitals, but also nursing homes, medical buildings, and assisted living facilities. The next asset class is storage or self-storage. Self-storage spaces are those mini warehouse consumer and commercial facilities that you most likely have seen. Um, you maybe even have some newer things in them. They are seemingly recession resistant, and that is a big advantage. And the final asset class here that we have is hospitality. And this asset class includes hotels, motels, casinos, bed and breakfasts, resorts, and vacation rentals. So um, now, we, oh, there's another important thing to note about the asset classes. And you have, um, so just as you know, the need to know the various asset classes and some of the nuances of each, it's a good idea to know the four classes of commercial space that refer to the quality of the property. Too often I have seen novice investors duped into believing that an office building is one class when it is really a lesser class. Class matters because the better the class of building, the higher the rent per square foot. 
So here are the official class guidelines. Class A+, Core+, its landmark quality includes high-rise buildings with a central business district location, and these are the best of the Class A buildings. Next is Class A, also known as Core. Buildings that are 100,000 square feet or larger with at least five floors. The construction of these buildings is concrete and steel, and they were built after 1980. Buildings include business-slash-support amenities such as cafes and banks, and they have strong identifiable locations and accesses. The next asset class is Class B. These are renovated buildings in good locations or newer buildings that are smaller in size. These can be wood frame construction in non-prime locations. Most first-time investors invest here. And Class C. Class C are older buildings that are not renovated. They can be of any size and are in average to fair condition. So these are the classes to keep in mind and qualifications to keep in, to keep in mind while looking at properties. They will help to determine what's being looked at, and they will also help the recognition of false advertising when, uh, when, it's, when it's seen, when it's presented. All right, so now the real estate uh, cycle revealed continuing. Continuing with the real estate cycle revealed. Um, tip, recommendation number eight, understand the real estate cycle and watch for the indicators and you will seldom be surprised. Cycles are important, but in reality, if you buy right, your real estate will do well regardless of where in the cycle you bought. But if you are just starting out, buying right may not be as intuitive to you, so understanding the real estate cycle becomes golden knowledge. The following, there's a di diagram here that shows a typical commercial real estate cycle and how it affects new construction and vacancy. So verbally, I'm going to walk through the different quadrants. In phase one, which is would be at the lower left of the quadrant, the market is in recovery phase. There is declining vacancy and no new construction. This is very important, declining vacancy and no new construction. You know the market is in this phase when there is some growth in the market indicated by properties being rented and properties being sold. This uptrend can, and often does, last a long time years in many cases. That's why I never feel like I need to rush into an investment. I also don't like surprises. So generally, I let the bigger guys make the first leaps during this phase. Then I make my moves with solid knowledge that we are solidly in phase one, which is the buying phase. Tip, recommendation number nine. Phase one in the real estate cycle is the time to buy. And phase two and three is the time to sell. So, as uh, we'll talk about in a minute, when we talk about phase three and four, uh, three and four declining markets, they aren't the time to take vacations because doing lots of homework during those times will make you smarter and at the ready during phase one market when it is, when it is time to buy. When the other guys who bought poorly or who bought 
in the wrong phase of the market have thrown in the towel, that's when I buy. During phase two, you see the occupancy rates move below the long-term occupancy line, which is LTO, long-term occupancy line, which is in the middle of the diagram. You can't see before your market. I mean, I could show it. I have video capability here, but I'm... And you know what? Let me put that on the screen. Let me put the... Let's put that on the screen. Let's flip this camera. All right, so this is what that diagram looks like. So here is the phase one, declining vacancy. That means that declining vacancy, right? means less available places to live or less available places to live. No new construction. So then moving up here, this is phase two, expansion, declining vacancy also, right? And new construction. This is what's being talked about. During phase two, you see the occupancy rates move below the long-term occupancy line. The move below, this is the long-term occupancy line. So, and uh, for your market, remember the different markets, those different classes, asset classes. Um, long-term occupancy means owners typically need at least a minimum of five years of term remaining. Every market is different. But in cases, vacancy is very healthy when it is below 10%. Understand that new construction starts when vacancy rates drop below 10 or 15%. So 10 or 15% is available to be rented. Right? Again, this phase of the cycle does, does not last days, weeks, or months. It tends to last a few years, so there's no hurry here. If and when I buy during this phase, I really make sure the numbers work and that the property meets my qualifications. There's no way of knowing exactly where the top of the market is or how 